then it creates a war within and that creates war in our relationships and in the world at large. And I really strongly believe that if we could quell the war within by healing and integrating all of who we are, this world would be at peace. Mm. Mm. So would you say that you were at war within yourself when you were in that religion, you know, based on what you had been taught to believe and what you had been given, it created the war within you? Yes. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Mother of 13 children, former polygamist wife, labor and delivery nurse, and midwife, Freya Inanna has led a fascinating life steeped in relationships, birth, and now rebirth. She has combined all of her life experience, her education and 20 years experience as a registered nurse and midwife, as well as several modalities, including psychosomatic therapy NLP, Reiki, and a few others to create the signature process that she calls integrative orgasmic life alchemy. Freya's passion, working together with her life partner, Michael, is creating deep healing and powerful transformation in the realms of sexual shame, trauma, and relationships to shift society's limitations and beliefs in these areas. When we are at war within, rejecting our own sexual essence, it creates war in our relationships and in the world around us. Their work holds a strong focus on the release of trauma and shame from the mind, body, and spirit simultaneously, and the integration of sexuality and self-reverence as a life path. Welcome, Freya. Hi, Freya. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Thank you. Hello, Sarah. It's wonderful to be here. So, so wonderful to have you here. And, um, you know, we're talking about a podcast for women waking up to the truth of who they are. And pretty immediately, I knew that I had a desire to have you on as a guest. Um, in the two years that I've known you just in an online relationship and via Facebook, I imagine, or I judge that you have one of the biggest stories of transformation that I've ever seen. And so I (laughs) am just so happy to have you here (laughs) sharing with us a little bit about your life story. Thank you. Thank you. That waking up to who I am is literally been my story for the last little over 10 years and and you're right it's like I could not be further from where I was to where I am now Um, such a contrast yeah beautiful and it's an ongoing story for all of us right it's an ongoing transformation and so always Always. So every once in a while on social media, you post a photo of you, um, you know, I guess over 10 years ago as a, mm-hmm. as a wife with 13 children in a polygamous marriage. Will you tell us a little bit about that first, you know, the first few decades of your life raised in this religious way? 
I don't mm-hmm. want to put words in your mouth. Yeah. Talk yeah. to us about that. That first part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I lived um, the first um, about uh, 44 years of my life mm. in a religious cult that practiced polygamy in arranged marriages. And it was very patriarchal and it's, it's the epitome of dominator culture. And it's, it's um, women do not have a voice. And women's pleasure is not honored, not even recognized. Sexuality in general is highly repressed. And um, it's like they hold the opinion that sex is for procreation. And that is the only purpose. And so, I mean, even right down to rules like, when a woman is pregnant, she shouldn't have sex or, you know, if there's, it's so restrictive. It's incredible. And this whole woman should just be um, parroting her husband's opinions and voice. And it's crazy. And yet I was raised in a culture that taught us that this was normal, that this was desirable that this was um, what is considered holy and that people who followed the religion were somehow above everyone else on the planet mm-hmm. <laughs> and that that only people who were raised in that were or who followed that faith would be able to attain the highest degree of the kingdom of heaven mm-hmm. it's it's crazy the way brainwashing is used in religion to manipulate and control. And, and I also realized that these kinds of belief systems are not only harming women, but also the men as well that are following these beliefs and that buy into the, the brainwashing because it's, it's a complete brainwashing and, um, not only is the trauma passed down through the DNA, through the generations, but then it's re-traumatization over and over because of how completely out of alignment that we become as humans to survive in that kind of environment. And that's, mm. that was my life. Mm-hmm. So how many generations before you or I mean, so you, you were raised watching your mother and your grandmother um, believed this, was there any indication that they weren't happy in it? Or was there any of this, was there any evidence of a sacred remembering in the women of your family or just no, everyone was just following the rules? Everyone was pretty much following the rules. Although I do know that there, that, that that healer was coming down through my grandmother and my mother and that I, I definitely inherited that part of myself. That was the part of me that I always was in touch with at some level. Mm-hmm. So there was that, that, I mean, my grandmother knew about, you know, planting things with the cycles of the moon and, and um, pass that down through my mother and me and you know things like that which are connected with the very old pagan traditions and things like this which which were uh, very much not honored in the religion in general Hmm. so there was that part that was there to a certain extent which I've gotten so much more in touch with since I left the religion as well but it's like that part of me was, I was able to give myself permission for that part of me to break free sooner than the rest of me. And mm. I started delving into studies of um, herbal medicine and um, then aromatherapy with the, the essential oils and then to the crystal therapy. And I kind of became, kind of had a little bit of a reputation in the community as a, a kind of a witchy type of person which I don't think my husband appreciated but you know that was that was the part of me that I gave myself permission to begin to explore 
Okay. And so about how old were you? I'm curious at that point where you were giving yourself this permission and gaining this reputation. Probably around 35. Okay. Maybe, maybe even, maybe even earlier. And you had trained as a nurse and a doula before. And a midwife. And a midwife. Okay. Mm -hmm. And birthed 13 of your own children? 12 at that point. And my, my current partner and I have another child who is six years old now. So I have 13 children, but 12 in the religion. Actually, it might've been 20 years ago. Might've been at least about 20 years ago that I started into more exploring of the, the healer arts. Um, Yeah. Okay. And then what was your relationship like? Well, you were one of how many wives? Uh, he had 25 at one point. He's had 27 total. Wow. I, was, I was the second wife, and that was an arranged marriage when I was 15 years old, and he was 25. Wow. Okay. So how, what, can you just describe, I know that it, um, is a, it's a huge ask, but what was the walk out of that like? How does one leave that? That's really um, a powerful question because for me, this religion teaches that if you're not faithful to the end, if you're not faithful to your husband, if you don't stay in that relationship forever, yeah, then you're damned. You will burn in hell. Yeah. Yeah. So let's be with that for a moment. And as a woman, I've been told the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I do not obey um, the religion of my father, as mm-hmm. my father sees it, I will burn in hell. Yes. Um, and it was not as extreme as what you're describing. But I'm, I'm slowing this down right here because it's not, um, unfortunately, it's not absurd that that we would have heard this as women. And so a part of this reclaiming is also to tempt, you know, this this, um, persuasion that is kind of put on top of us, that something will be wrong with us if we follow our own path, if we follow our Mm -hmm. own walk back to ourselves. So what, you know, so this took place for you over a number of years, I would imagine, and, Mm. you know, growing levels of courage. Can you speak to that? Yes, I can. Uh, I was in that relationship for 28 years. I had 12 children. Mm -hmm. Six of them at the time were still at home when I left. And for probably about seven years prior to that, I'd been struggling with wanting to leave. Um, and there were points of time and I was a nurse and a midwife and there were points in time where literally driving down the road, I felt like it would be so easy to just turn into the other lane of traffic and be gone. Yeah. That felt like the escape. Yeah. Yeah. Because then... I wouldn't have violated my commitments, my covenants, my sacred covenants. Yeah. Yet at the same time, we're also taught that to commit suicide is to also be condemned to hell. Right. So then you're caught between this, you know, I really don't want to be here. What do I do? It would just be so easy to leave. But I have all these children and no one will take care of them like I do. And no one will love them like I do. Yeah. And I couldn't do that to them. Right. And, and I know that there are times in this world that really someone's in a position, and this is really controversial, that maybe choosing out in that way is the ultimate act of self-love. Mm-hmm. And... I knew that I couldn't do that. That was not my choice. I could not do that. 
And then when I went on to hear my husband, who was a leader in the church, say that the next life is just a continuation of this one, and there are all these women, and mm. and and according to that belief, I'm going to be spent in eternity with no relationship with a living partner because and and being ignored and having all of these women and it's an eternal state of being pregnant and giving birth and not having a relationship and i'm thinking who the hell wants that Mm -hmm. so if that's what being faithful to the end is going to get me i don't want it Mm. so then you began to choose what you wanted yeah, and I and I started really stepping into more of self empowerment, and um, I went through a um, program that really stepped into self empowerment and really getting more in touch with who I am. And I started getting in touch with who I am, and I started to love myself at least a little bit, mm-hmm. and to and and realize that it did matter that I did matter and that my joy mattered. I started to wake up. I was no longer this um, person walking around numbed out, just existing. And at the service of a man. And at the service of a man and everyone around. And I had this moment where a friend of mine who had left the religion before me Ask me, how does it feel to be alone, surrounded by people? Mm. And that really was your truth at that point. You, yes, yeah. that was my truth. Yeah. And so when this waking up and getting in touch with who I am, and a very wise man I heard say, that when you're in a relationship and there is a, an extreme difference in the vibration of the two people in that relationship, one is up here and one is lower, then to have any kind of peace in that relationship, the one who is at the higher vibration has to come down to match the lower vibration. Yeah. Because the lower vote always wins. Hmm. And so I realized that to stay in that relationship, I would have to put myself back in that box Mm -hmm. that I had just started climbing out of, that I would have to lose that bit of connection with who I am and that being in that place would be even more painful than it was before. Right. Because you would have to be suppressing what you had realized. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I did no longer want to be the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, looking at pictures of Freya, like watching Freya's presence on social media, you are alive. Like there is I am so not alive. the walking dead. and you know you emanate this sexual empowerment as a woman that I I'm just so fascinated again thank you for sharing your story because to be in a situation that is like the epitome of repression of the feminine and sexual essence, and then to leave and reclaim that. I mean, whew, sister, like, thank you for leaving the way in that because holy uh, transformation. So, yes. okay, so yes. you left, and you know, I've seen pictures of you and your children, and so your relationships with your children were able to remain intact. Yeah, it would be, there was a bit of a struggle with a couple of them who really resisted hear me leaving and most of them actually could really understand why when I explained it Mm -hmm. and um, a couple of them were very very supportive okay and a couple of them were very very resistant and but but it's grown over the years and I have a really beautiful relationship with all of my children wonderful um thank goodness yeah yeah, and one of them really struggles because of what he went through growing up in the religion. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I really, really hold the space in my heart for his healing. He's, he's still quite young. Okay. He's sick in his early 20s. But um, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing journey. And to go from a place where in 28 years of marriage, I only experienced one orgasm 26 mm-hmm. years into that. To go from a place like that to completely waking up and and healing the trauma that was in my body. And so much of it was the anger and the rage of and the sadness of what I had missed out on for all of those years. And to go from that place of being there in so sexually repressed and what there was was not ever about my pleasure yeah no because that wasn't even supposed to be thought of in the religion and so yes men are repressed too yeah but especially women yeah when when a man has multiple wives then he certainly is not um going to be denied his own pleasure when uh, his wife is pregnant because there's more than one. He it, he doesn't even have a reason to resolve a disagreement or make an effort to create harmony with a particular wife because he can always run to the next one, mm-hmm. right? Right. So it's it's a very very disempowering place to be, a very lonely place to be. Yeah. And so moving into this place where I had a beautiful partnership and I wrote in my journal Mm. several weeks, like a couple, I guess two and a half months after I left, I wrote in my journal, I described the kind of relationship that I wanted to draw draw into my space Mm -hmm. and how that would feel. And two weeks later, this amazing being that I am still in partnership with asked me out. Wow. Okay. So that was my next question is like, what did that, um, switch look like? But when, when you share that timeline, I'm like, oh my gosh, the world was so ready for you. You know, the world was so ready for you to say, actually, I claim myself. And then Michael was there waiting. Yes waiting for you. Wow. Okay. So Freya and Michael, um, work together. Please talk to us about, um, where you are now currently for anyone who is not familiar with your work. And then we'll, um, go back in and and fill in some timeline pieces, but what do you and Michael do now? Um, now we are, our focus on this planet is the release and healing of trauma and the integration of all aspects of who we are and and there is a strong focus on healing and releasing sexual shame and integrating sexuality into the your life in a way that is healthy and honoring all aspects of the self because when we're at war within ourselves and we're rejecting that beautiful erotic sexual essence of who we are then it creates a war within and that creates war in our relationships and in the world at large and i really strongly believe that if we could quell the war within by healing and integrating all of who we are this world would be at peace Hmm. Hmm. so would you say that you were at war within yourself when you were in that religion you know, based on what you had been taught to believe and what you had been given, it created the war within you. Yes. Hey, it's Sarah. I hope you're enjoying this interview and we'll get back to it in just one minute. I really believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth changes and even saves her life. That's why I've built a practice to help women own their truths and you can find it at sarahpoet.com. There are trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, and a new e-course for only $99 in shifting from silence into owning and embodying your sacred truth. I'm also available for one-on-one, for consults, for hour-long sessions, or for longer-term coaching. If I can be of help to you in your journey back to your sacred self, I'm honored.
reach out anytime, sarahpoet.com. Okay. Absolutely. I had a desire for a deeper connection with a partner. I had a desire for sexual pleasure. And yet I was taught that that wasn't supposed to be, I mean, somehow we're born with these desires, but it's something to be overcome and subdued and tamed and, you know, all of this to separate ourselves from the desires of the flesh, so to speak. And, and so there's all these teachings of, of sex should only be for procreation or even in situations where sexuality is a little more liberal well, this kind of sexual interaction is okay, but this is bad, sick, and wrong. It's evil if you want this. And so then we withhold our desires from ourselves and we don't share with a partner because we believe that there is some part of us that is going to be judged or that that person could not possibly love us if they knew that about us. Hmm. And often the the provision, right, of God, of man is at risk if in that situation we're owning ourselves as feminine, as mm-hmm. as a sexual being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. you're and the very- truth is that men would get more of what they want too if women were free to be fully expressed as this sexual erotic beings that we are in whatever way feels authentic for us. Right. It's so, a blessing to everyone. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So um, I want to kind of go back to you. You left and you were imagining this relationship that you were ready for. And then you and Michael begin, um, you know, share to the extent of your own comfortability here. But I know that there are so many women walking with trauma inside the body. And then there is the taste of liberation or the taste of, I I want to know this sexual expression. I want to know these desires. Um, And I know that you help women and men, any bodied human to heal the trauma and come into the sexual expression. I'm wondering if you could speak to what that early stage in your own life was like. Um, And I know that this is... This is information that we don't usually share, you know, like I have um, a period of time where I was coming back into myself as a sexual woman um, and what happened in quiet spaces there is not something that I usually talk about. So yeah. I'm going to open this up for us to talk about it to the level of your comfort, but, uh, but I think that women would resonate um, with what does it take or what you know the that initial laying down of the self-protection of trauma mm-hmm. can you speak in that space for the women listening yes yes it it is terrifying <laughs> yeah and yet there's this knowing that there's more and to to have this this feeling of i know that there's more and and then some women have such extreme trauma that they're not even able to allow themselves to feel the pleasure like they literally have triggers of traumatic experiences in their body where um having a sexual encounter will activate trauma yeah and it's it's literally stored in the body on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a commitment to oneself that is such a deep act of self-love to move beyond that fear and go into exploring the shadow of what has been stored in the body and to fully feel and experience and express the emotions that have been stored there with that trauma now this is not saying you have to relive the trauma you don't Mm -hmm. but you have to be willing to go into that shadow 
mm-hmm. to face it head on mm-hmm. and to have the faith that beyond that is the joy right because and, and that is my experience it's it was having the courage to go in and do the healing work when i discovered it and it was an amazing process to discover this work because i had felt like i had done so much and I had become multi-orgasmic in, in my explorations with Michael, and, and we included another uh, partner in our lives for a time um, because Michael wanted me to have a different experience. He knew how repressed I had been, how much I had missed out on, and he felt like I had so much more capacity to experience pleasure than what was being tapped into. And so Mm -hmm. we did include another man in our relationship and our child Damien as a result of that uh, beautiful experience and exploration. Okay. And um, so it it was powerful. I I was Mm multi-orgasmic. So, you know, go from a, a situation of only having had one orgasm in 26 years. Right. And then 28 years, but that was after 26 years. And then to to come to a place of being multi-orgasmic and then um, knowing that, you know, because that person ended up not being willing to grow with us and was continuing to self-sabotage and create a situation that was untrustworthy, that I could be true to who I am and say, no, I'm not going to continue in this Mm -hmm. and really be able to speak Mm. my truth, which got speaking of my truth when I was in the religion and I was leaving, I was literally shaking. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so hard when our voices have been shut down and we've never been given a voice or when we try to speak, it's not listened to or, or we're shut, you know, like, slammed down energetically then to to literally speak truth and i became more and more and more in my power Mm -hmm. and then moving into the deep work of really physically and emotionally and energetically um and mentally because the mental shift is wonderful but it doesn't change what's stored on the subconscious level in the body you have to release on all the levels to really change something and so it was doing this deep work that we do now with other people Mm -hmm. and we've expanded and grown and shifted and changed and added our gifts to and and now this this latest um adding of psychosomatic therapy to what we do is such a powerful addition and integration so it's through this work that we actually were able to both of us release so much more trauma and emotion from our body and come to this place where now it's like my whole body has lit up. I am like literally living life orgasmically because I can Mm -hmm. access that energy anytime I choose to. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to just be sexually. It can just be me moving my body in a way that's delicious or in activating that, that erotic energy within me that turns me on and lights me up and lets me glow. And like, literally we deserve all of us a life that is a joy to live. And there's nothing more that I want for me, for you, for every other woman out there. And um, we, we are here to guide others on the path of claiming that for themselves right you know is it the most vulnerable and intense work that probably anyone would ever do in their lives yes yeah yeah it's also the most unconditionally loved and supported and safe that they will ever feel right that's the container we hold Right. And yeah, so I want to talk to you about that container um, for listeners because I, I want us to understand what that is. Um, thank you for sharing all of that about the the trauma. And what I really hear 
is an example of a woman who's lived a really big story, a really big walk of reclamation, and then you have crafted offerings to give and deliver to others to almost like condense that timeline for others healing. And I really want to name that. Yeah. So, you know, I think that when on this walk of sacred remembering, um, this is so much why I do what I do in helping women stand in their truth is because if I can shorten that timeline for another woman, um, I'm all about it. I'm all about it because I felt very, very alone. And I heard you talking about the feeling of being alone as well. So that is one of the primary reasons of this podcast is to talk about these areas where we've been a little nervous to own really what's going on. Like sexual repression is not something that, uh, you know, is necessarily talked about uh, commonly, but you and I are like, let's talk about sexual repression because if we can bring that out of the dark, um, then we can offer, you know, I'll call them timeline hops. It's like, it's accelerated healing. Um, so you can reclaim your sexuality for sure on your own in the dark. I mean, I, I had, um, sacred partners. I did a lot of trauma work. I did my own like intimacy work, you know, just listened to a bunch of different teachers on the topic and, and just continued to like walk forward and walk forward. But you and Michael have crafted a couple of modalities, yeah? Yes. That are available. Yes, and I'd love good. to talk about that um, for listeners. So you're in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And so you have some online offerings that people could begin to work through um, or work with you, maybe distance, and then um, also in Costa Rica. So take us through, say this is really resonating with a woman. Um, She wants to heal sexual trauma. Um, What would that look like for her to to contact you or plug into what you're doing? Uh, we, I do offer a free exploration call for anyone who has questions and would like to explore further because I know that, you know, everybody's at a different place and, you know, we may, we're not for everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And it also allows me to really create some ahas and breakthroughs with them, whether they choose into working with us or not. And also, um, it's, depends on where they're at, where I would recommend that they begin with working with us. At first, we only offered our retreat, our, our intensive retreat programs, because they, we know that the biggest changes occur when you're doing healing that is on a body level that mm-hmm. touches all the levels. And we weren't willing to just put something out on... Um, like an online program that wasn't going to be transformational. Mm-hmm. And we knew the power of experiential processes. Mm-hmm. So it took us three years of working with people one-on-one, well, two practitioners, one client, doing this absolutely transformational work. And you've seen my photos, the kind of, the kind of transformation that, I mean, I've released yeah. 50 pounds of hiding mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like my body, I I literally look younger than I did 15 years ago. So yeah, younger. And I, I will, uh, people will see your photo in the um, podcast cover, but yeah, follow Freya and Michael online. And Freya is so beautifully sensual. Like you just emanate sensuality. So big transformation. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it has. It has been an amazing (laughs) transformation and such a joyful one. Mm-hmm. Because you know, I know, I know they have the say the saying that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. But and I desire to give my soul the most amazing experience of this human temple, right? Because I believe that's why we're here mm-hmm. to truly live and experience joy in this life, right? So, yeah, and I don't want to. Yeah. I want to go right back to what you were saying, but we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit before. That you know, in a world that valued the masculine, such as in the patriarchy and the religion that you're talking about, and the feminine is cut off, 
the feminine is matter and body and earth and, and the places of, of sensuality that we're talking about. And so, yes. you know, at, in this massive rebalance of masculine and feminine on the planet to reclaim the feminine body and reclaim the sensuality right in there along with spirituality um, is, is so much of it. You know, we're, yes. we're bringing the body back online and, yeah, there. Well, this this brings me to a really, really big thing. Actually, yeah. um, the Earth energy—that mm-hmm. is feminine energy. Mm-hmm. That is life force energy. And there are so many people, including spiritual teachers and healers, healers that are out there floating around in the etheric realms, ungrounded in what they see as their third eye and their crown chakra, and they are not even in their bodies. Right. And to bring the healing into this planet, we must be fully embodied. Yeah. We have to be here in our bodies. And this healing of the root and sacral chakra and the heart, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, as we mm-hmm. heal this and we bring the life force energy of Mother Earth up through our bodies all the way through to the crown that allows the energy of light source to actually anchor into the earth through our bodies because we are the conduit right for bringing the energy of light and heaven into the earth right it's our bodies we have to do that through our bodies right and if we're not in them we can't correct yeah it's it's the receptivity Yes. You know, the feminine receptivity to the masculine penetration. So the masculine mm-hmm. penetration is this spirit, this cosmic, you know, sun-filled um, information. I'm kind of pointing to my head as I say this, like coming in through the crown, this information downloading, the whole feminine being um, will receive that. And yeah, it's like um, anchoring it onto the planet. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. So, okay, I interrupted you because my favorite topics in the world is what, or what we're talking about here. <laughs> so, um, so go back to, um, you were saying that when women are cons- uh, considering working with you, um, there are, there's an initial phone call and then you would explore where she's at to mm-hmm. make sure that you're offering the, the best thing for her yeah. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if people like would like to actually get in touch with our energy before actually taking that step to reach out to us and initiate that initial phone call, um, we do have a free group on Facebook called Transforming Trauma. Okay, and it's it's a really beautiful community of of um, people who are interested in learning more about how we can. Um, go from a place of wherever we're at to learning how trauma works in the body, how it actually can be released. Mm -hmm. And there is hope Mm -hmm. that if you're feeling the effects of trauma and triggers or depression, you know, all of these things that there is a way and to get in touch with uh, how that is possible. So it's a group of people, healers and people who are, uh, you know, spiritual teachers or just anyone who desires more in their lives mm-hmm. and is wanting to learn about how that can be created and integrated into themselves on a body level mm-hmm. and they want to learn more, join the group. It's about transforming trauma. Sexual shame and trauma are part of trauma. All mm-hmm. trauma is stored the same way. And so we are about releasing all trauma, mm-hmm. not just sexual trauma, because like when you have sexual trauma, it's actually no different in a lot of ways than any other trauma because abuse of power mm-hmm. is what's involved, whether that abuser abused someone sexually or physically or emotionally or mentally, whatever it is, it's all abuse of power. Mm-hmm. And we want to take the shame out of sexual trauma and and bring to people's awareness that it's all abuse of power Mm. and that we get to heal from that 
So if they want to get more in touch with our energy and who we are and what we teach before reaching out, that's a great place to start. And we've included with that an online program through Teachable for free again. Wow. Uh, it's an extensive program. And it's, it's called Transforming Trauma Portal to Emancipation. Mm. Because that is what we're about is freeing people. Yeah. We are agents of emancipation and people come to us to set themselves free. Amazing. Okay. And so is that available on your website as well? Yes, okay. it is. And it's like you have to scroll down mm-hmm. below our programs, but the transforming trauma one is below the rest of our programs. And okay. we're, we're, we're going to be doing a big revamp of our website, but it's right there anyway. Great. So um, the other thing we have as a beginner place is our um, reclaiming forgiveness program, which is um, a three module program. It's so beautiful and mm. so powerful because forgiveness is a highly misunderstood topic, mm. a concept and practice. And so often we find that People don't realize that the reason they're unable to create that forgiveness is because it's linked to trauma in the body. Yeah. And so they beat themselves up. It holds them back in their relationships and moving forward into a new relationship or, or healing the one they're in. Yeah. And so to be able to create that forgiveness and take the manipulation out of it because society has created a lot of manipulation around forgiveness. And people will say, you know, they want you to forgive them, but then they misconstrue forgiveness with reconciliation Mm. and they will demand reconciliation as proof Mm -hmm. of forgiveness. Mm. And I've heard you talk about this a little bit. So I'm wondering if you could apply this to your own story for a moment for us. So you went through, you know, 35 years in this repressive church situation. What does forgiveness look like in that scenario? Forgiveness um, is, is look, what it looks like in the end is me coming to a place of, of not having an emotional reaction Mm. when I think of the things that happened and it frees me. Mm -hmm. I'm free. It's a gift that I give myself. But to come to that place of forgiveness, I actually had to release the emotions that were stored in my body that I had never allowed myself to express around those things, those hurts, those wrongs, Mm -hmm. those things that were those violations of my emotional body, of my integrity of who I am from that other person. Right. I had to be able to go into that place. So we include processes to take Mm -hmm. people through um, the process of grieving those things, maybe even grieving the relationship that was lost or Mm -hmm. who they believe that person was, whatever it is that they need to do. It's, it's that process of releasing those emotions, Mm -hmm. not necessarily at the person. They don't have to have anything to do with it. Right. And then coming to a place of, getting in touch with your desire of what it is that you actually desire for that relationship moving forward. Do you just want to come to peace with yourself? Are they actually um, actively making amends and rebuilding trust with you? Because all of those things are part of that process. Maybe, maybe you're wanting a different kind of relationship. Maybe, maybe they're rebuilding trust with you, but maybe you don't want, an intimate relationship with that person anymore, but maybe just a friendship. Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. it still creates the space to move forward in that way. Mm-hmm. So there's so many possibilities within it. And this is true for any kind of relationship, whether it's an intimate relationship, a friend relationship, a parent-child relationship, siblings, right. anything. So this, this program is applicable to all forms. And it brings in the relationship with self, which is our most important relationship. And so often we hold anger toward ourselves or self-judgment mm-hmm. that keeps us from experiencing the kind of beauty and love and joy in our other relationships because we self-sabotage 
right. because we have not created forgiveness within ourselves. Beautiful. So there's a really powerful process for that included as well. It's beautiful. That was packed with so many gems. So I kind of want to go back. The emotional processes that we have are really linked to our triggers. They're linked to what has happened and the traumas, which is different than feelings. Like feelings aren't um, connected to those triggers. Emotions have the, um, the body energetic, the memory in them. And so before working on the relationships themselves, and I know you do work on relationships also, but before going into the relationship work, you really need to look at your relationship with yourself, with yes. the truth of who you are, with your relationship, with your shame, your self-love, everything that you mentioned, and the forgiveness. And I love, I love that as your, uh, your pillar, you know, in this, in this introductory module, because I think sometimes um, in a process of healing, we might think that forgiveness comes much later or something like that, but it's such a heart-centered place to start with. So thank you for that perspective. Yes. And it's so important because, um, really the, the reason we call our, our bigger program for women, the self-revering woman is that is what this healing journey is all about is coming to that place of self-reverence, which Mm. reverence is a state of honor and respect and tinged with awe. And that's the place that we need to come to within ourselves so that we then make our choices, our decisions from a place of holding ourselves with the highest regard. Mm-hmm. And when we make our choices from that place of holding ourselves in the highest regard, then those choices that we make actually are in the best and highest good of not only ourselves, but everyone concerned in the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this overlays with something I've been talking about recently that I'll try to articulate here. You know, I think often as women with trauma and relationship to the masculine, especially in a patriarchal culture like you've outlined, we are enculturated to look to the man for permission or to the masculine, to the man for permission. And then when we start our healing process, we're almost habituated to continue to look in that direction for permission um, or, you know, for the relationship with a man to come along with our healing process or, you know, somehow prove to us that we are doing the work. Like we're still habitually looking to the man and in my experience and and with what I see um, women doing. And so I love this reverence, self-reverence, because you're coming back to the truth of who you are. And when you are clear in that, it's like the relationship energetics are almost going to begin to solve themselves. I know that's an oversimplification, but Mm -hmm. when you're coming from the point of knowing who you are and the reverence and holding yourself in that reverence, um, the world has no choice but to come along with you (laughs) because you're just not going to deal with anything less. Yeah. Yes. And, and we've released the need for the approval of others to right. be fully expressed as who we are. Right. And, and when we don't need that approval anymore, then it frees us. Yeah. Completely. It emancipates us. It's, we're all about emancipating ourselves from the societal constructs and the mind viruses that have been, it's like, people weave spells with their words Mm -hmm. and either those spells are spells of entrapment and enslavement Mm -hmm. or they're of emancipation and freedom. Mm -hmm. And so we get to choose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. Yeah. Wonderful. So I want to know what happens if someone was like, I want to heal. I want to go to Costa Rica. Do you want to talk about what that looks like? Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like there's the ba- there's the baby step end of the pool with like the gradual slope. And then there's uh, maybe a deep end version of the pool. <laughs> yeah. This is the one where you jump off the high diving the board. High dive. Okay. <laughs> into the deep end. 
Yeah, you have that too. <laughs> yes, we have that too. Great. And, and people can start like with the, the forgiveness program. They can yeah. work up to the emancipation program, which is the, the self-revering woman program for women. And we have our sacred warrior connection mm. program for men. Mm, okay. And then the um, the in, the emancipation intensive retreat. So this is like self revering woman immersion. It's full immersion. Yeah. And they would automatically get our online program because that has some really amazing, powerful practices and processes and knowledge mm-hmm. that give people a really strong foundation for jumping in on, on the retreats and the sessions. Yeah. The sessions, um, they would come to Costa Rica for a five-day retreat at two separate times so that they have an integration period in between okay. because this is intense work. Mm-hmm. It creates such powerful shifts. It is possible to, to literally create shifts in a three-month period that people might not create over 50 years. Yeah. Just living life. Yeah. I really they believe that. Never mm-hmm. get there. They right. might never get there. Right. And, and this can be like in a couple, two to three months. Yeah. Honestly, depending on the person's time frame of coming back for their second retreat. Beautiful. So it's two five day retreats plus the online program. And we do actually have a practitioner program now. Oh, wow. Okay. So if people want to actually learn our technique and integrate it into what they're doing and, and spread this healing out further in the world, we are so all for that. Right. And it so, needs it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the world needs it. The world needs it. And, and we're not meant to work with everyone. Every, you know, everybody has their own flavor and their own gift with words and expression. Somebody may feel more drawn to somebody we have trained. And maybe to work with yeah. us. So it's all perfect. It's just spreading that ripple out. Right. So five days here. And um, the first day is going to be taken up with a two-hour introductory session and a three-hour full session in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. This is a combination of, of somatic body work, um, specific NLP and hypnotherapy t- techniques and processes, um, energy work, sound medicine, um, crystal therapy, aromatherapy, mm. um, psychosomatic therapy, um, just like core energetics. Like there's so mm-hmm. much that's, that's all integrated together. Two practitioners, one client, and mm. they have our full attention mm. that, that whole time. So there's those two sessions. There's going to be times that we're just, um, spending time with them, um, like processing and working through stuff. There's going to be a four hour, um, time with me specifically doing a full body mind analysis, psychosomatic analysis and, um, body realignment because our body literally has the story of who we are and what we've experienced written on it. And then we develop ways of holding ourselves that aren't in alignment. And if we want to really hold and integrate the alignment that is created in the sessions and the releasing of all that we are not, because that's what these sessions do is release everything that we are not Mm. so that we can peel back the layers and discover who we are beautiful and get clarity on who we are at -hmm. all levels be fully expressed and tapped into our purpose in this life mm-hmm. and our joy in mm-hmm. this life. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be that four. it's, it's at least a four hour process and they get a full write up when mm-hmm. I'm done and I'm helping them realign their body and hold the positioning so that it's, I mean, it's great for the joints and the body alignment. I mean, literally it's right. so good for the body. And learning how to walk all over again so that we're walking in a way that has our feet pointed straight ahead and so that we're not confused in what direction we're going in life. Right. And and walking in a way that holds reverence for the earth. Right. And, mm. and it's good for our bodies. So there's that. Mm-hmm. And, and this, that, that would be on the, either the second or the fourth day. The third day is going to be another three-hour bodywork session that is 
intensive again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first part of these, and, and then the fifth day is another. And mm-hmm. then they would go, they would integrate, we'd have follow-up mentoring calls. They would continue with their online program work. And then they would come back for another um, five-day retreat. Again, day one, three, and five will be intensive work with us. The in-between days on that retreat will fully be just integration for them. Mm. There's so much. There's so much. It's so rich. Yes. So we're doing, like I said, it's that body work, like going from place to place. The body tells us where the trauma is stored, where the emotions are stored. We're holding that place, drawing them into their body, creating the awareness, and then guiding them through the process of fully releasing with voice, Mm. breath, and movement simultaneously till it's completely gone. And then the body tells us when it's gone because the pain disappears. Wow. The body is amazing in intelligence. Yeah. It's gone. Ah. I feel how powerful that is. It's all of your modalities. integrated it's like it's the it's the best of what you can offer and And then it's release 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 and then up to a point we shift it and we go from you know that might include like yoni release points at the end of the releasing Mm -hmm. because we store so much in our sacral area Mm -hmm. so much trauma we're vessels as women and men store there too and so it'll it'll be different for men like in the the pelvic area but you know, for women, there might be yoni release points yeah. with the, the de-armoring, yeah. um, full body and, and yoni de-armoring. And then moving into the, like a transition into the part of the session that reprograms the subconscious mind mm. using orgasmic energy mm. and teaching them how to take this practice into their lives. Because when you can access it this way, you can literally access the subconscious mind and reprogram the subconscious mind and body on a DNA cellular level. Mm. And that's how you create those shifts so quickly. So quickly. It's, it's amazing. Amazing. Oh my gosh. It's so layered. And thank you so much for doing this work in the world. It's just uh, so, so, so beautiful. And I can, it's the, um, you know, the immensity of your gift is just really apparent, um, given your story. And I don't even know Michael's story, but the two of you together just glow and hold the space. And I can't imagine, um, you know, the, the power of the two of you being in sacred union and being in such touch with one another for you to both be holding space as healers in a session um, is profound. It is beautiful. And we walk out of these sessions just going, (sighs) oh my God, we just witnessed like the rebirth of a goddess or a shaman or an oracle or, you know, just so Mm. many different archetypes being rebirthed. And sometimes there's more than one for a person, more than one aspect of themselves that they are born into. And it is absolutely sacred and it's going from this place of releasing these powerful emotions that they were literally terrified would tear the world apart around them into transmuting that into their magnificence right magic thank you for doing this work will you please say your website out loud for listeners Yes, it is www.inanasanctuary.com. Wonderful. Freya, thank you so much for being here today. I hope that all of the listeners go and visit your website and uh, follow you and Michael on social media. And thank you so, so much for sharing your story today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode with Freya and Nana. Here, we're having conversations that you don't hear elsewhere. Honest conversations about what's been hidden, what's been shamed in us as women that we are reclaiming now. If you're inspired after you listen to this podcast, you're welcome in the Sacred Remembering Facebook group. Tell us what you thought, start a conversation, join a conversation, ask any questions. This is where we can use our voice. 
I look forward to meeting you there. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.